0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I am Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today, the Rev. Mark Diedrich.
1: Good to be here, Dan.
0: And Dr. John Vance.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Well, fellas, it's uh, great to have you here again. Thank you so much for coming. You know, last week was uh, Resurrection Day, last Lord's Day, and uh, our Lord is risen. He's risen from the dead. Um, We have great hope. Maybe we could talk about that today. You know, um, some people are entirely broken in this world. And you say, um, uh, they have nothing to live for. And even out of their own mouths, they will say, I have nothing to live for. Uh, Why do I even want to stay alive? And yet the Christian gospel provides hope. Um, We want to talk a little bit about that today. Just who would like to get us started um, I'll start again.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I, I once uh, read a title of a sermon, and it was Resurrection Hope in a Good Friday World. (laughs) Now, we live in a Good Friday world where things go wrong, they can go wrong, and they do go wrong. The tornado comes and rips a family from its home, and maybe even worse. Uh, The -hmm. tidal wave comes, the tsunami Wipes out a whole village, wipes out almost a large city on the coast of Japan. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where uh, there is a suffering, there is loss of life, there is disappointment, there are people who lose their jobs. In mm-hmm. fact, I just heard uh, recently where... It is pretty sure that uh, a man that I know is going to lose his job, and he has a family with many oh, to support. What do you say about these things? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you threw it over to me now. <laughs> <laughs> we you know, didn't want you to fall asleep there. <laughs> 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 that is, uh, you know, we live in a world of, of mayhem. I know one of the uh, advertisers, insurance company, talks about mayhem, you know, and it's a, a part of uh, the life of all of us. What is that phrase? Either either you're in a storm or you're going into a storm, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's just inevitable. But, you know, God gives us that hope in the midst of them. He does care for us. He brings us through these things. Sometimes we don't uh, realize he's carrying us through. Sometimes he's doing some great things for us, and we, we're yelling at God and saying, Why do you do this? Why are you doing yes. this? And then we get on the other side and we say, oh, it's a good thing he did that, <laughs> or mm-hmm. i had been in a lot worse shape. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things. But he, he does. He gives us hope. In this world, he gives us purpose because he is involved with us, mm-hmm. intimately involved with us. And he gives us a reason for living. And that's something I think sometimes uh, the world can't give. The world can't give a reason for living. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only thing that the world can give as a reason for living is pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yes, the higher uh, goals in life, of course, are clearly laid
1: out uh, in the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can pursue great and wonderful things knowing that they have meaning in this world, Mm -hmm. even in a world where there is sadness and sorrow and suffering. Mm -hmm. Uh, The key, I think, for uh, Christians is to understand that no the lord does not take away all of these things we're still under the sentence of death there still is suffering sure but it is in the midst of this that we have the joy and hope uh in christ due to his resurrection he's with us Mm. that's right
0: last week we were looking at uh, first corinthians 15 in fact and we were talking about this resurrection of jesus and and the hope that 's associated with it, and we reviewed the fact that, uh, because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have great hope, we can have a confidence that we too will participate in a resurrection and um, Part of the text that we did not read from last week uh, in first corinthians fifteen fourteen it says and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also mm-hmm. vain, mm-hmm. so our hope is is explicitly tied to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, It goes on, it says, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. And, um, you know, we are sinners, and we need uh, the forgiveness of our sins. Uh, We need to know that our sins are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Um, The the apostle goes on to say, uh, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men, the most pitiable. So it's not that Christ is going to take away from us our pains and sufferings, but because of this blessed hope, uh, we can carry on through life. Uh, maybe we have lost a loved one, yeah. and yet somehow God, in His great mercy, because of Christ, He sustains us and helps us through.
2: Yeah, that that is underlined, Dan. Also, in it's in the fifteenth verse of Hebrews chapter eleven. It's that great chapter on faith. You know, by faith, you know, Moses crossed the Red Sea. By faith, women received their dead. And then Mm -hmm. in verse 15, it makes a rather dramatic shift because it talks. It says in Hebrews 11.35, we have a great transition. All previous to this, you have these wonderful things. Mm -hmm. By faith, Rahab was saved, you know. And by faith, you know, the walls of Jericho came down. You see all these great things happening. And then in verse 35, you have a transition where it starts off. It says, women received their dead to life again. Wow, that's great, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. then it turns around, and it says, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that oh, yes. they might obtain a resurrection. And then it goes on. And others had trials. They were persecuted, and they never saw yes. on earth yes. the fulfillment. Sometimes that is in heaven, yes. True. That's right. Yeah. And so what he's going on to say here is, yeah, yeah. The focus is always on heaven. Yeah, we can have some great things happen on earth, and, and they happen by faith. But that heavenly hope is the one that really counts. Yeah, so true. Well, I see we need to take a short break. Today we're
0: talking about following Easter and the fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the hope that we can have as Christian believers. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
3: In my darkness, Jesus found me. Touched my eyes and made me see Broke sin's chains that long had bound me Gave me life and liberty O glorious love of Christ my Lord divine That made him stoop to save a soul like mine Through all my days and then in heaven above My song will silence never I'll worship him forever And praise him for his glorious love My song will silence never I'll worship Him forever and praise Him for His glorious
4: love. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program.
3: Oh, amazing truth to ponder, He whom angel hosts attend. Lord of heaven, God's Son, what wonder
0: And welcome back, you're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, in the studio with me today, the Rev. Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. We're talking about the resurrection of Jesus and the hope that the Christian has because of this resurrection. gentleman, could we uh, just reflect on a little bit about Jesus and, and what happened uh, between the resurrection of Jesus and his ascension?
1: It does say in the book of Acts that he was with his disciples for 40 days and he taught them. But we have some immediate uh, Uh, events in the life of Jesus following the resurrection where he meets up with his disciples. The first, of course, being Thomas. Mm. Mm. Thomas, the one that is famously known as the Doubting Thomas. Doubting
0: Thomas, yes.
1: And he just simply could not believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. Hmm. And, uh, of course, when the upper room where they were hiding out out of fear by the yeah. way yeah. <laughs> they were meeting they they were fearful they were not the bold apostles of the lord and mm-hmm. disciples yet mm-hmm. and they were hiding for fear of the authorities and so thomas finally appeared with them and they had told him already about the resurrection and jesus appears to him and and what he does is a wonderful thing it you is. know doubting thomas uh, he, he, he deals with his doubts. He says, go yeah. ahead and touch I like the that wounds. Guy. He yes. represents us all, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And furthermore, he bestows upon him his peace. Mm. Yeah. In the midst of a world where there is no peace, Jesus indeed signals that we can have peace, because Thomas is an example of that.
0: And maybe the reason I like him so much is because sometimes we are too prone to believe the latest little story – or the latest little belly ache that caused me to think something was happening. You guys know what I'm talking about here. Uh, I, Thomas was cautious, and he really uh, he was dealing with a very important subject. Uh, we don't want to just willy nilly think that uh, this man rose from the dead uh, based on no evidence.
2: That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. this We're just is having yeah.
1: a hard time coming to this, yeah. and and, uh, and yeah. uh,
2: Jesus finally appears to him, blesses him, and gives him his peace. Yeah. yeah and, and when he puts his hands in, he tells him, Jesus tells him, don't disbelieve, but believe. <coughs> and, and then, of course, we have Thomas uh, saying, my Lord and my God, yes. and just yes. completely surrendering himself to Jesus. And that's an incredible thing there. And, of course, Jesus then goes on to say, blessed are those who do not see yes and yet believe
0: you know the, the mark you reminded me of something uh something i just read this morning uh mm. from second corinthians chapter 3 where it's talking about a veil and it mm. and thomas reminds me of this you know uh, thomas just wouldn't believe um until something happened well you know <clears throat> maybe you've only read the old testament maybe that's your upbringing and um you have a hard time with this person of jesus uh, you have a hard time, actually, with some of the Old Testament. And um, uh, Paul addresses some of this in Second Corinthians chapter 3 uh, when he says the following. He says, therefore, since we have such hope, you know, we have hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadfastly at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were hardened, for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament, because the veil is taken away in Christ. Mm-hmm. There's something about the Old Testament where it, it foretells the coming of Christ, and yet until God the Holy Spirit wins you to himself and opens your eyes and you believe on Jesus, none of this stuff makes sense And so Paul describes this as a veil. Um, He goes on to say, Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away.
2: You know, that reminds me of the other veil that was in the Holy of Holies Mm. that separated us. Of course, that veil that was on Moses' face when he was up on Mount Sinai and came down, And the glory of God shone through him, and the people could not look at that. You know, that's typical of of where we are, isn't it? Yeah. We can't really look at the holiness of God Mm -hmm. because of our sinfulness. And the only way that we're able to have any contact with God is through Jesus Christ. He was the one when he died on the cross, the veil was rent. He's the one that lifts that veil. And now... Yeah. Uh, we can have fellowship with God.
1: I, I think what we can say is that you really don't get the fullness of the Old Testament unless you read the Old Testament through Christ and his resurrection. Mm, yes. Then you begin to see the unfolding of God's eternal plan. We, we read, if you will, the Old Testament through the New because that gives us the gospel yes. and hope. And so these are, I think, excellent points. Yeah, I think mm. that's
2: great. I just think of the walking to the Emmaus when Jesus walked oh with these guys. And, oh, isn't and, that glorious? And, and these guys were so confused about everything. Oh. And Jesus is teaching them holy history. I kind of think probably that's what that 40 <laughs> days is all about, He uh-huh. teaching them, now do you get it? What was going on in the Old mm-hmm. Testament? Yes. What, how it was speaking of me, And and, and now that... Of and their the, hearts burned. And their hearts burned against. within. Yes. And then suddenly their eyes were open when he yeah. broke the bread. Mm. And just uh
1: yep. That's. You know, uh, there's another illustration of what Jesus did in the forty days between his uh mm. resurrection and his ascension. He restored Peter.
2: Yeah. That's a that's, that's a, a lesson in a tremendous passage in John mm. twenty one. Now uh, here's a man who who uh
1: boasted about his Ability to follow the Lord. I mean, remember, he said, "We'll never leave you." You know, <laughs> oh, yes. we'll go with you. And here, at his most crucial hour, he abandons the Lord. Mm. Now, really, in some ways, in the, in the scheme of faith, this is a capital crime. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Later on, some of the more strict North Africans would not restore someone if they right. if they surrendered to the scriptures. Scriptures, yeah. Peter surrenders the Lord. Mm. He denied him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And furthermore, Jesus comes to him in his post-resurrection appearance and restores him to faith. You know what this says to me? That the gospel is such great news that it gives us a second chance and maybe a third chance. Some of you out there that are Christians, I can think of two in my mind right now, Mm -hmm. who believe that in some ways you've sinned away your day of grace. My friend, turn to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, It is him uh, it is the Lord Himself who is able to restore us to what we have walked away from.
2: Yeah. I don't know where you stand on the exegesis there. I know this is a little bit controversial. When G- when Jesus is talking to Peter, there, there's a conversation mm-hmm. about lambs and sheep, and of course, Jesus uh, predicates these with a question: "Peter, do you love me?" Oh mm-hmm. yes. The first two time. Jesus asks a question in John, the term agape is used. Agape is the Greek term of, of that unconditional love mm-hmm. wherein God loves us. Mm-hmm. And in each case, Peter answers with the word phileo, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: which is a little bit less. <laughs> you know, maybe he did really You know, I really do. <laughs> I think I think before <sighs> before the crucifixion, you know, at the time when when. Peter said, I'll never forsake you. He would say, sure. He would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. agape, yeah. yeah well, and and wanna... I think at this point, Peter's more realistic about who he is. Yes. The third time Jesus asks him, he says, Peter, do you love me? He uses the term phileo. Yes. And, and I think Jesus is saying, okay, I'll take you where you're at. Mm-hmm. I'll oh, take you where point. you're at. Oh, that's a wonderful point. And restores him. To restores where, them to feed
1: his lambs, yep yeah yep. and, and sheep yes. yep.
2: exactly oh, that's
1: uh, the 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 restoration uh is at the heart of that uh many many wonderful nuances there Mark has brought out a, two or three of them It's just a rich text, there's no mm. question about yeah. it and and crucial uh to the apostolic ministry because peter uh obviously has the the privilege of preaching the opening sermon on Pentecost. That's right. Mm, Yes. And restored, restored, and uh, given a position of honor to preach the first, if you will, Christian sermon Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now this, uh,
0: I know I'm going back, but also just a quick note. I I happened to trip across it here as I was reading. Um, Remember the day that Jesus rose from the dead was the first day of the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would have profound implications for the Christian church going forward that first day of the week.
2: Yeah, and because of that, uh, we we celebrate, uh, we kind of shifted that Sabbath celebration yes. to the first day of the week. It's been N- transformed. Right, yeah. because there are two key aspects of the history of the world. A third is yet to come. The first, of course, is the creation of the world. Mm-hmm. It, it did not exist Obviously, that's important. God created in six days the seventh He rested, and so the seventh commemorates God's great creation. Mm-hmm. But since the fall, the world was a mess yes. and so then we we need the salvation and Of course, Jesus rose on the third day, indicating the the mm-hmm. completion of that salvation and so that's the the next thing that I mean that's yeah. the center of history right there is salvation. And that's why we, yep. we, we go B.C., before Christ, A- A.D., Anno Domine, which means the year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. That's the center of history. It we read really everything oh, yeah. from that, and it should be. It not only is the center chronologically, but it's the center of history um I don't know, what did you say, ideologically, world view? Mm-hmm. What would you, would you say, well, It's the center of salvation history. Absolutely. absolutely. And the most
1: favorable moment in the fullness of time. Yes. Yeah,
2: it is. And when I think of
0: this uh, Resurrection Day and, and how that uh, – now we have the Lord's Day, basically a transformed uh, Sabbath day. It's
1: not quite the Jewish Sabbath. No, it yeah. isn't. It's and, a more free
0: day. Yeah, and and I'm reminded of um, a word here that Christ gives to his uh, disciples in terms of just their own physical nourishment. Um, when the fish were caught towards the end of John 21, he says, come and eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> he I like he that. cared for them. And I like to think that every Lord's Day um, – God is saying, come and eat, come and sup. I'm going to feed you with the heavenly man. I'm going to feed you with the with the word of God spoken by a minister of word and sacrament. And then you're going to join me at the table. And by my spirit, I'm going to lift you up into the heavenlies, where in a spiritual way you partake of the body and blood of our Lord. That's
1: a great, great, uh, great uh, commentary there. It is. Just, and,
0: and the bottom line, um, go to church. You yeah. know, be, be in fellowship with God and His people, and and just enjoy and and sup with our Lord.
2: Yeah, and hear God's word because yeah. indeed He is the one He He restored Peter. He even gave Peter an insight into what was going to happen to him. Of course, Peter balked at that a little bit. He said, "Well, what about this guy here?" Pointing to John,
4: <laughs> she said,
2: "What's that to you? It doesn't make any difference. You know, yeah. you don't look at other people. You can just look at look at Jesus." It's kind of neat to
0: see these disciples how that they had all their warts, all their imperfections, yeah. and realize that God brought them in. He he selected them. He puts his arms around them, and, and he redeems them. And what does he do with us?
2: Yeah. He does, <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, he, and he didn't pick the best and the brightest, nope. and and he he had some bright people. Eventually, oh, yes. he picked a guy like Paul who was pretty pretty mm-hmm. knowledgeable and everything. But he got he had these. These fishermen here, they you know, just average people and yeah. different ones from different aspects of life, and they, like you said, warts and all, they mm, they, yeah. they they had it, and right. it's what it's what God does with us, not what we do with ourselves, but what God does with us.
0: It's true. Maybe you've come across this broadcast today, and you've got some questions for either of these fine pastors. We would encourage you to send us an email with your question. Our email address is ministry at org. Again, ministry at org. Just a quick wrap-up thought. I'll turn it over to uh, John Vance.
1: The uh, Easter is on the first day of the week. So was Pentecost, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, the disciples met on the first day of the week in the uh, upper room, and John was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Oh, that's right. There is a clear shift from kind of an old sabbath to uh the the day of resurrection and every lord's day is a resurrection day we celebrate easter every day because there's so much hope Mm -hmm. and there's so much uh uh to hope for in this world you know god has given us a spirit not of fear but of power and of love and of self-control i would love to see people living in a good friday world Living in the resurrection of Jesus Christ oh. That's what really makes life Enjoyable and then you have hope For the next. Praise be to God Amen Lord. to that This has been A Plain Answer right
0: here at Redeemer me. Broadcasting. A quick reminder To please join us next week At this same time for another Edition of A Plain Answer
3: Oh, glorious love Of Christ my Lord Divine That made you Stoop to save a soul like mine Through all my days and then in heaven above My song will silence never I'll worship Him forever And praise Him for His glorious love My song will silence never I'll worship him forever And praise him for his glorious love Oh, amazing truth to ponder He whom angel hosts attend Lord of heaven, God's Son, what wonder sinner's friend, O glorious love of Christ my Lord divine, that made him stoop to save a soul like mine, through all my days and then in heaven above, my song will silence never. I'll worship him forever And praise him for his glorious love My song will silence never I'll worship him forever And praise him for his glorious love Oh, glorious love of Christ my Lord dear soul like mine I through all, all my days, days and then in heaven I in heaven above, my song will silence never I'll sing I'll worship him forever and praise and him praise him for his glorious love. I'll worship Him forever, I'll worship Him forever.